Hi everyone, I'm Rebecca Gagan, and this is Waving Not Drowning, a UVic Bounce podcast. Today's episode is being recorded on the unceded and unsurrendered territories of the Wasanich and Lekwungen peoples. In today's episode, I talk with Dr. Anthony Esty, an assistant teaching professor in the Faculty of Engineering and Computer Science, where he regularly teaches introductory programming courses. Dr. Esty completed his PhD in computer science at UVic in 2017. He then spent three years as a lecturer at UBC and happily returned to UVic as an assistant teaching professor in late 2019. In our conversation today, we talk a lot about Anthony's experience as a student himself in computer science and how he really worked to sort out how to establish and then how to maintain a healthy balance in his life. And this meant really trying to figure out that productivity isn't something that one is able to um, really maintain after many, many hours of studying and that it's actually um, more productive and more useful to step away and take a break, despite that inclination to just keep laboring away, to just keep studying. Anthony also talks a lot about the challenges of, and especially challenges during the pandemic, of trying to figure out how to do university. And that this is a process, and it's a process very much of trial and error, in which students really, including himself, had to learn um, how to do university often sometimes through um, going down paths that actually weren't working, um, and even sometimes from failures. I'm Rebecca Gagan, here today with Dr. Anthony Esty, and this is Waving Not Drowning. Hi, Anthony. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, how have you been doing? Pretty good. I guess, I guess it depends on, I guess, what aspect of, of my life you're asking about. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's not uh, make it an elephant in the room here. Why don't we just like how have things been going in terms of uh, just living through these just really difficult times here with this pandemic? On on one side, I guess it's really lonely. I think just I'm I'm in here. Uh, this is the same room I lecture in, and it's. I'm basically in the closet in a in a second bedroom of a two bedroom apartment, um, and this is basically where I spend all day every day. Um, so I think just kind of being boxed in, I think is 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 tough for anyone. Uh, I guess especially when I think one of the great things about Victoria is how beautiful it is, and how how even just on campus it's so easy to go out and kind of go for a walk and 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 stuff like that, and and kind of see all students and then chat with students and stuff like that, which is something I, I really like doing in, be, in between kind of classes and stuff. Um, I guess on the flip side, I think a year ago, if you'd asked me, could, could you teach everything online next semester? Um, and I hadn't known there was gonna be a pandemic. And, or if you said, how do you think, how well do you think it'd be going? I don't think it would be going as well as it actually is. Like I, it's certainly challenges. And I think I would way much prefer 
in-person classes, but I think in some ways, the at least from a content perspective, students are more or less getting all, all the content that I hope that they're able to get. So I, get, I guess for me, part of it is when things transition back to normal, it's not like when they want to move into the next course, they miss all these key components. Um, so I think from that perspective, I guess it's, it's in some ways better than I would have expected it to be, but certainly not, still has its challenges and, and isn't as great as I feel like in-person classes are. Well, I, and I think too that piece around expectations, right? Like you, I was very nervous about making the shift to mm -hmm. online teaching. I had never even taken an online course myself, like as a student, <laughs> let alone taught one. And uh, yeah, I feel the same way that uh, on the good days, I feel uh, kind of pleased like, that it is going better than um, <laughs> than I had perhaps expected. And also, as you say, that you have you know, even if your standards have uh, had to adjust, you can at least feel like you've prepared your students and done right by them in terms of giving them what they need. And I think that even in um, the midst of all of the, the challenges that 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 can bring a, a, a kind of feeling of um, maybe not happiness, but at least sort of um, comfort that you've you've achieved what you needed to do in terms of teaching your students and preparing them for the next the next step. And I really hear what you're saying about um, the way in which we can feel kind of um, boxed in mm -hmm. these days and, and the loneliness. And it's actually something that I'm hearing a lot from students yeah. um, as well as is you're describing Anthony that you know, you're, the space that you're in is the space that you're living in, the space that you're trying at times I'm sure to relax in and also that's the space where you are working and like where you're teaching but also then where you're you know trying to socialize over zoom or, or what have you right that it's it's isolation but I think the word lonely is also um a really important word to, to use because I think yeah. that is how a lot of students are feeling that all of those connections that we make really informally and spontaneously on campus, uh, moving from class to class, as you yeah. say, oh boy, I think we, I can speak for myself and say, I think I really took those connections for granted. Yeah. And that's something that my TAs have brought up that they're the most worried about, and I guess me as well, but kind of, uh, they were in agreement that they're the most worried about what the students are missing, I think. I mean, the courses I'm teaching typically have pretty large lectures, so maybe it's hard to make a lot of really meaningful connections during lecture, but I think just kind of you sit beside someone uh, a couple of times a week and, and, and maybe you do form some connection that you can strengthen outside of the class. But I think the labs where there's, I don't know, like between 20 and 30 people, and you're always sitting beside the same person and, and in the labs you can kind of do activities where you're having a discussion with the people around you. And, and that's just so hard to like, I guess, replicate in an online yeah. setting um and and so my teachers are saying that these are people that i ended up bonding with and, and working together through multiple courses throughout my undergrad and now it's kind of been multiple semesters where people maybe don't have these these strong connections with other people in their program because they've had no opportunity to be able to create those connections and and it's so much like you learn so much from having to explain your thought process to someone else but also hear hear their 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 perspective on on something might help you solidify your understanding of it and kind of 
those are just key things that that again, as you said, you, you in some ways take for granted, but also might not actually realize how impactful they can be. Absolutely. And I, I think that what you're saying, Anthony, too, is that it's not just that those are friendships and bonds that are formed. That is also part of the learning, right? So when yeah, you're saying yeah. that like, um, like students working together to solve a problem or trying to talk out um, a scenario or a problem that just the act of doing that, that like that, that is the learning. And those are all yeah, those yeah. pieces, right? All of the pieces that form the whole picture of your education, right? And so with um, this uh, moved online um, learning, there's a way in which a, a lot of that stuff has been kind of um, filtered out, right? And so, yes, absolutely. And I think maybe that's the, when I say take for granted, it's like, we forget that mm -hmm. so much learning is happening in those yeah. relationships and they're so um, sustaining and supportive and necessary for all of those reasons. So um, yeah, I think uh, we're all just feeling the same way that, we, that we're that we keen to, to obviously get back. So Anthony, has there been anything that you found um, personally helpful for you in terms of um, maybe combating the, the loneliness or that feeling of um, just being in that same environment and feeling kind of boxed in? I guess it depends. I guess it's been, I guess where we're at right now, it being February um, and, and the current kind of state of lockdowns versus last summer, um, it's a little bit different. Like last summer, I guess, partly because of the, the rules and, and maybe partly because of the weather. Um, <laughs> yeah was still able to kind of go out and like go for a hike or a bike ride and kind of, again, do these outdoor activities, which were safe and, and again, could still physically distance, but not socially distance, again, still socially kind of be with, with, with friends and, and, and her family and kind of do some, some activities. Whereas I guess, again, right now with, with there being it, it snowing this month, it, like it's maybe been even more boxed in <laughs> than usual. Uh, so yeah, I guess the, the thing for me that I've found, and this is, this I guess spans across undergrad, grad, and, and, and now my work life is, I feel like, I think in terms of, I guess, productivity on one hand, but also kind of just, just overall kind of mental health and, and happiness, um, I feel like I need to break up like hours of work with with something and I think it's, it's usually some sort of exercise like when I was undergrad I played lots of like intramural soccer just because it was something that you can go you run around for an hour and, and you can come back and, and do a little bit more studying afterwards and, and it breaks that up really nicely but I guess um and, and I guess and has a social thing where you can kind of yeah <laughs> yeah think of course. for a while and talk um and I guess on a more kind of personal thing I, I often just go for a little jog I was um Again, I feel like if I'm, again, stuck kind of trying to solve a problem, if it was undergrad or stuck trying to write a paragraph in some paper and I just can't get the words right, I feel like often I can just go for a run. It can be 15 minutes and all of a sudden it'll just be like, oh, I, I can come back and, I, and, I can, and I've got it and I, and I can progress again. I think it's just spinning, spinning your tires and trying to do something for hours and hours on end. I think you, you can be productive for a while, but I've, at least for me, I feel like that starts deteriorating and I need to go out and, and, and do something and just to let my mind off it. And I think, again, for me with the sports, I think it also, I think 
kind of getting my heart rate going, sweating out a little bit helps, helps again with, with I think, my, my mental health and, and kind of just stress and stuff like that. Um, and, I, and I think, again, I'm sure for other people, it might be like, there's a million other things that could be playing an instrument, meditating, playing some other game, or like, there, there's so many things that people can do. But I think one of the issues for me, and I think partly, again, because of where I am now is um, throughout all aspects of my life, when I'm not super too busy or, or too stressed, I am good at, at plugging in these, these other activities to, 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 again, to keep, to keep things balanced. But I think again, when all of a sudden I have five midterms in the same week in a class, it's like, okay, I don't have time to, I don't have time to go for even a, a 20 minute run today. And like, I just need to study for this for an hour, then this for an hour, then this for an hour, and then do this assignment. And then, and, and I think it's really easy to convince yourself that, yeah, you don't have time to do these other things that are kind of like bonus things. When actually I think taking a 20 minute break would actually make me way more productive in studying and, yeah. and, and probably help me sleep that night in, in the few hours I need to sleep um, instead of kind of tossing and turning, still thinking about. Um, so I think that's the being stuck in a room, I think makes that more difficult because it's easy schedule a run with someone after work okay I'm going to go I'm going to be at school at this time I'm teaching at this time I've got this break now or, or then we can go and meet at this this place and I think when you're just inside the same room and um, I'm kind of walking 10 feet to get breakfast and then coming back and everything's kind of here it, it all kind of everything flows into into one and it's hard to I guess have these uh, kind of barriers in, or, or chunk blocks of your day. It's, it's, I guess there is no, I guess there's no transition between these different things. So it's hard to sometimes schedule something like that. And yeah, there's no natural organization to your day. Yeah. Because you're saying those demarcations that you might get between class, like a, a ending point from class, as you say, and then you make a plan to meet after yeah. class and go to this place, right? That that's, there, there isn't that kind of um, schedule that gets produced, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to make, you have to make the schedule. And I think as you're saying, Anthony, it's like being in, especially these days when you're, you know, in a, in a, a kind of, you know, sitting in front of the screen and yeah. you only have to go, yes, like <laughs> 10 feet to, to go get something, right? And then it's like, oh, well, I might as well just come back. Like I was just talking yeah. to um, another faculty member today who was saying, yes, I, I know I should get outside, but when I get a break in between, you know, Zoom meetings, then I just, I kind of want to have something to eat or what have you. Yeah. And I just don't, I don't go, even though I know I should. And I think that you've created a really nice segue into, um, you know, you've already been talking a bit about your own uh, undergraduate experience, uh, you know, trying to find balance. And I think what you're starting to get at is how now more than ever, there is a need to try to um, achieve that. And so, um, you know, as you know, this, this lockdown, this pandemic has been so hard on students. Mm -hmm. And I think very tough on students in engineering, computer science, who have very heavy schedules. Um, and so I'm wondering if you can share a bit more about your own experience, Anthony, as an undergrad and, and maybe some more about, um, you know, how you were really trying to cope with and figure out that, that balance. Well, I mean, first of all, I'll say that I don't know if I would have been able to do it as an under, as a first year having everything online. Like, I think for me, again, having that, that, that structure of 
okay, I need to wake up and go to UVic and like physically be there to go to these classes. I feel like having to, again, just wake up and turn on my laptop and sign to a Zoom, that's, I, I feel like that's, in the physical classrooms, having to actually go up and do that, I think was an important part of keeping me to that schedule at, at that time in my life. <laughs> kind of thinking back to myself as a 17, 18, 19 year old, I think it would have been really difficult for me to do things online and, and, and keep, keep to a schedule. Um, so yeah, in, in many ways, I, I don't know how they do it. And I think it, it, it requires them to be so much more organized, so much more self-motivated um, than, than maybe, than, than what is typically required by maybe a first year student. And I think part of being a first year student is learning how to do all those things. I think coming out of high school and when, when I think a lot of people are living um, at home, when there's a little bit more, I mean, you usually have some more guidance kind of helping you to school on time and stuff like that. I think part of, of um, the challenge of university in first year is kind of having to control that yourself and, and, and do all, all the time management and scheduling and, and stuff yourself. And I think, um, again, high school is typically a, a very set schedule. There, there is already a little bit more flexibility in, in university schedules in, in terms of like, it's not that you're going from nine to three every day. It's like Mondays, you, you wake up early, Tuesdays, you, yeah. you do class till the afternoon. So I think now with, with everything, just not having to go to physically go to school, it's probably hard to, 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 to keep to that schedule. Uh, and I guess there's also courses that are synchronous and others that are asynchronous. And, yes. and I, again, when, when things get really busy, the same thing that with me that, when I felt like I didn't have time to go for a run, I feel like with an asynchronous class, it's like, okay, I've got all these midterms today. I'll watch that. I'll watch that after I finish my midterms on, on the weekend. And I think something else I learned in my undergrad, maybe first year and, and sometimes the hard way, which is how important it is to go to every single lecture. Um, because I, I think at the start of the term, it just seems so easy to like, okay, that's my schedule. That, that's, it's usually not that bad, but I think, again, it's always easier said than done as things start stacking up. Um, to actually go to every single lecture, but I think holding myself to that was really important. And I think, and I don't know if it's necessarily because like missing a lecture means that I was not gonna be able to like absorb that content as well. I think just like, I think there's just kind of other intangibles that, 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 are, that are important to just like maintaining that schedule, going to that lecture, no matter how busy I feel and, and, and absorbing what I can, even, even if I'm super stressed because there's, there's, I've got other exams that day or, or, or crazy deadlines. And I think with uh, the, the different ways that classes are being held, it's so difficult to do that. Um, if you're supposed to just schedule a time in the day to watch this and, yeah. and um, so, that I think is, is again, something else that when I try and put myself in, in, in the student's shoes, I, I, like, I don't even know how, 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 how I manage. Like, I mean, for me, a lot of the, the ways that I learned how to be a successful student were through trial and error. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. This is something that I've had the opportunity to, to, to try. <laughs> and, 
Uh, yeah, and I think what you're saying, Anthony, here is that it's just so important, I think, for students to hear this in terms of being able to maybe give themselves a bit of a break, that what they're being asked to do in terms of organizing their schedule and creating those routines is exactly as you say, it's something that you come to university to learn, like to figure yeah. out, like, oh, how do I, how, how do, how do I do this? Like, how do I become a university student? How do I become, you know, uh, a student in the faculty of engineering computer science, right? Like, that's what you come to do. And so what they're being asked to do now in this moment is to somehow be able to do that, right? So yeah. effectively, yeah. and it's, it's, you're not the first faculty member who has said on this podcast, I don't think I could have done it. Like if yeah. I were 18 and doing what they are doing now. And so with that in mind, I, I, I think what you're saying and certainly what I'm saying loud and clear is that students need to know that what they are doing right now is so hard and that, mm -hmm. um, you know, however oh. they can do it to get through uh, this for now, like just to give themselves a break that they're doing yeah. the very best they can under circumstances that are just yeah, just so challenging. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess another thing I should say is uh, the way that I'm personally teaching my classes, I think is certainly more time consuming than a regular in-person right. lecture for students. So I think not only is there these additional challenges in terms of like organizational challenges, the, the amount of time required for them to succeed in these courses might I guess might be might be higher and so so in some ways we're demanding more from them on top of these other challenges uh, because for, for my lectures the way that I do it is um, I guess traditionally in an in-person lecture I'd, I'd have some slides and I'd introduce a concept and then we'd we'd work through some activities that kind of apply these skills um, solving some problems but within this I guess three hours of lecture per week there would be the introduction and then the, the problem solving within, within that three, those three hours. And now, because I was worried about kind of internet connection issues and da 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 da, like I didn't, I wanted students to be able to access the instructional content. And, and, I, and I was worried that, again, if, if my connection was poor and all of a sudden they couldn't hear something that I said, that that would be really detrimental to them for not only the, the in class exercise, but the assignment in the lab. So, I pre-recorded all of the kind of instructional content. And it's usually again, kind of like, I don't know, three to eight minute videos. And, and there's a couple of them kind of like 20 to 30 minutes of video before each, each lecture. But what that's now opened up is those three hours of lecture a week are now only working through exercises. So I basically, um, the, the kind of half of each lecture that, that was done kind of going through slides and stuff is now something that's done required for them to do before the lecture even starts. So right. yeah, this, this homework that isn't actually for, like it's not an assignment or a lab they have to do for grades. It's just like, it's homework that they have to do just, just to participate in the lecture. And I think right. the problem is if they don't do this beforehand, then working through the exercises might not make a lot of sense because they've missed the, the instructions on, on what these things mean and do. So, so it means that they also need to make time in their day to to do this pre-lecture to even get ready for the lecture or, or the lectures might not even be very meaningful or useful for them. So, and, and that's in addition to the, the already heavy workload that regular students would have had, or, sorry, in regular students would have had with the weekly assignments and, and 
and labs and, and whatnot. So yeah, yeah. And so I mean, it's the same in, in my classes as well, that there are certain things mm -hmm. that I've had to kind of offload to like asynchronous like video, right? And then yeah. just so that they can you know, be ready for the class and yeah. same thing. And I keep feeling like, oh, well, maybe, you know, I reduce some assignments and things like that. But at the same time, it's just it's a different way of working and it's more work. And and just, you know, speaking to your comment about um, your advice to to for students as much as possible to attend the uh, you know, a face-to-face -face class when we can, um, mm -hmm. and to also be trying to attend, you know, any kind of live Zoom classes, you know, you're suggesting that there are intangibles. And I think part of that is that, yes, it does help you to organize your time. But beyond that, as you're saying, uh, Anthony, it's about um, those connections that yeah. you make and, and the learning that happens um, in the classroom, you know, with the person sitting beside you or what have you. Yeah. Right? And so I always tell my students, um, just come as you are, even if you're like super tired and you, uh, you know, haven't read the book or what have like, I just want just come because it will be valuable for you to just show up. And so, um, yeah, I think that that's, it's, it's, it's important for students to, to know that, you know, coming to lecture isn't just for the content it's for the way in which it kind of solidifies like that that experience of being in that class so was there anything anthony when you were um, an undergrad in times when you could be there face to face and um you know experiencing class in that way was there anything that you found was really helpful in trying to create balance i guess I'm trying to think of for the, the creating balance. I think probably more with the connections I made with other people. Again, physically going to class, I, I would, again, that's that's where I'd probably form a subset of a schedule with people about, okay, here, here's my, here's how busy I am today. Why don't we meet at this time to kind of work through this assignment and stuff yeah. like that. So I think, and I guess something else you mentioned, again, talking about the intangibles, thinking back, I guess there was a lot of stuff where yeah, the instructor says something and, and I asked the person beside me, wait, so like I interpret it this way and then they interpret it another way. And I think again, those, those, those small little discussions, I think help, certainly helped solidify, yeah, my understanding of, of so many things, which aren't necessarily things that the instructor says that I learned from the instructor by going to class. But again, just like maybe being part of the discussion and hearing other questions that are asked and, 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 and talking about these, th those kind of more privately with, with her uh, sitting beside, which I think, um, at least in computer science and, and in, in my in-person classes, there, there usually are quite a few opportunities where I kind of say, okay, let's talk about this, like with the person beside you. And, and again, so, and a lot of those aren't necessarily for um, opportunities for them to learn from me because I realized that you can learn so much from the people around you. And I, I think another thing that um, I feel like is important with computer science, I'm not sure how important it is for other things is, is if when we're kind of applying something like a topic we just learned, applying it through, through, through problem solving, I think jumping straight to the solution isn't always the best way for learning. Like I think, talking about an approach that ultimately didn't lead 
to the right solution can actually be really meaningful as well. Like, okay, but yeah, that's a really good approach. Let's let's talk about this. But but kind of this is where where it maybe doesn't really result in what we want. And 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 I think kind of just always seeing the right way to do something is yeah, that, that's great that you know that the right way to do something. But again, when you're when you're then doing these on your own in the assignment, like you might go off in the wrong direction. And and if you've already kind of been exposed to that in a lecture or, or talked about that with with other with other people, then you also learn learn about um, why the other approaches aren't right, which I think is sometimes as important as learning ju just that right approach. So so there's all these other things that that um, that happen, I think, indirectly from going to those lectures and participating in those activities that that is that you can't even get by maybe a lecture recording of just what the instructor said, because um, because it because it's about all those mini discussions that occur, and and it, those are something that I haven't been able to to do with Zoom. <laughs> like I mean, there's the chat box and people, and there are some really great questions, and we can and based on some of the ideas from there, I can talk about why we would make one approach or another. But there isn't just those multiple little small groups that I can kind of walk around and, and, and highlight some of those discussions at the front. So everyone kind of can see all these different, I guess, kind of like little micro discussions and what people talked about and pull those all together. It's, it's much more difficult to do that on Zoom. I kind of veered away from the balance question. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> and and yeah. if, but in fact, in some ways, I mean, you're talking, Anthony, about, um, how it's important to pay attention to when you're solving a problem. And I know you're, you're speaking literally here about a, you know, a problem in, in a, in a piece of code or something like that. Right. Yeah. But like, but I think you're also speaking figuratively, you know, if I can, you know, go in that direction when you're, when you're saying that if we look at, those paths that you know maybe aren't working right so if a student also in terms of thinking about balance and in their own life and we've talked about how students are trying to figure out like how to do this thing called university right that there's also um, so much value that comes from looking at and reflecting on your own approaches right and what's working for you and what's not working for you and spending some time thinking about okay like this this way of approaching you know my studies or my way of living yeah. as a computer science student is not working right and so there's value in reflecting on that and you know it's a bit cliched now to talk about of course like the the you know trying to solve problems and where the failures are and learning from the failures yeah. i know that that's a big like silicon valley you know uh thing to do so i'm not gonna be too cliched and go there but i do think that your comments apply i think more broadly right to yeah. how students approach their studies and especially right now right where yeah there's some stuff that is just not going to work and that uh we'll take those lessons forward into you know when when we're all able to be be face to face again right but it's also trial and error as you say right so yeah you know really trying to figure out what works for you as a student yeah i guess i mean i've talked about how i use trial and error as a student but i guess in some ways there's also a bit of that and the students are being exposed to our trial and error as educators again not in the sense that we didn't have a lot of time 
to prepare for this transition to online. Um, and certainly, again, the way I've done some assignments and, and some, some kind of things online have been that, okay, I hope that, <laughs> I hope that this is going to work. And sometimes students say that didn't work or, or it can change it in this way. And I think, I think each term there has been tweaks I've done um, that are, I guess, not even course content related, um, just in how certain things are delivered or, or how I do certain quizzes or certain questions on exams. And, and um, we've, I guess we, we had years of, of seeing how these courses were run to, to kind of tweak and do this in, in the in-person settings. And then all of a sudden, especially the, the people that in maybe the summer group, or I guess whenever an instructor's first semester online was, it's, it's I, again, these instructors are doing the best they can, but there is a, there is an amount of trial and error from the instructor's perspective. Again, hoping, I hope that this type of question is interpreted correctly and filled out correctly and, and that the system works correctly and, and, and all these things that, that um, often I think go, like at least for my courses, there's, I think like in terms of the assignments and the exams, they've, there hasn't been any kind of catastrophic failures or crashes, but certainly every, every exam I've had, I've, I've realized, okay, like the way that, that people do this in this online system is, is more like this. So like, maybe it should have been, I give them more time, or maybe I should have put this in an image, or maybe I shouldn't have put this in an image or <laughs> all these different, these, these different little things that, that are so difficult to, to know how, how to get them right the first try. Yeah. And as you say, like giving, each other some grace, both for, uh, you know, the students giving themselves some grace and space for yeah. error and, and same thing, right? Like we're trying, it's trial and error. We're trying something new and still learning and try to, you know, hope for the best that we're getting it right. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, but it's still that process of trying to learn from the stuff, the, you know, the, the paths that didn't work. Right. So, yeah. Um, so Anthony, if you were to leave students, I guess this is going to be a two-parter question, but if you were to leave students with um, some words of support for right now, um, as they're learning online, what might that be? But also um, maybe words for the future for when we're face-to-face. -face. I'm, I'm wondering um, what advice you might offer to students as they're making their way through their comp sci or uh, engineering degrees. Or any students at, at this university, yeah, at, at any guess, university, really. I guess for the advice right now, it's it's almost the same advice I'm telling myself is, and it's mostly just to hang in there. Yeah. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like yeah, you'll be like, all right. I, yeah. I, I feel like I mean, as I said, I, I'm I'm trying to to make these this online learning work as best I can, but I, I think in in many ways, I think last. April, I was hoping, okay, it's going to be, it's going to be the summer semester. And now again, that, that's obviously, that's obviously stretched. And mm -hmm. I, I certainly think uh, like, yeah, as I'm doing my own kind of course development and assignment development, there, there, um, there are ways I'm, I'm like, oh, I, I think this is going to work. And I hope this is a good learning experience for them. But I mean, in many ways, I'm also thinking like, I, I wish I could like in person or I could do this activity in the lab and get them to do this together. Like there are so many things that, that I always kind of want to be able to do this. So it, it is a lot of just like hang in there and do the best, the best you can um, right now. And, 
And <clears throat> certainly for me uh, in the summer, because I was teaching two courses I hadn't taught before. So I think um, for me, it was kind of like, a, in a typical semester, I'd have to kind of come up with the slides in my own. Like I had, I had slide sets from previous terms, but I didn't know again on, on a given slide of three bullet points, is it 15 seconds per bullet, bullet point the instructor used, or is this like five minutes each and, and you really go really deep into it. So I think again, just creating the slides and, and knowing how much to focus on, on each different topic is one thing, but then for me, it was then creating the videos, which I'd, I'd done really no video creation or editing before and, and, and thinking about, okay, now that I've got all this extra time in the lecture, what type of activities should I do that, that build off this? So for me, it was, um, for the first while in the summer, it was just like basically like 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. of just like creating just like the content and every day and, and like panicking that I, that, that I wasn't to get these videos done in time. Um, and again, I, I realized again, like that, that balance I needed to, like, it was better for me both in terms of my productivity, getting these things done and, and for my own like mental health, like I need to get out for an hour and go for a bike ride or, or, or do yeah. something. I think, so I think as, as stressful as it is for students, um, that, that again, I, I think there are a lot of instructors who are feeling that same stress, but for me personally, I think the best way to get through it is remembering how important it is to do these other things that that help you unwind. Um, and and again, that's different for everyone. It, it's, it's it's not going for a run for everyone, but going and reading a book, as I said, doing some meditation, laying just going and laying down for for yeah. a while, letting yourself relax, even if you're feeling like you don't have that time. I think I think often you'd be surprised that doing this this whatever this activity is that helps you unwind will help like I guess reinvigorate you to be able to jump back into it and be more productive when, when you go back. And and often as I said, I, I can't explain why, but often when I do these, I, I actually do have one of these light bulb moments where I was working on something, I couldn't quite get it. And then I I almost stopped thinking about it, but I'm sure that there's still some, some something happening in there that is something still spinning and then it and then it kind of does does I get there without actually really having it as, as, as my central focus. So I think it can actually yeah. help you in, in those types of ways as well. Well, absolutely. Uh, it frees up some other part of your brain when you're doing yeah. something else, right? <laughs> and then it's, as you say, it's still churning away in there, but yeah. it's, you come to it differently, which is why like so many philosophers like recommend just walking, right? Like wa spend yeah. their lives just like Immanuel Kant, like just walking around, yeah. right? And try, and then ideas would come. And I find that very much too. And I tell my students when they're trying to write, an essay and they can't find their argument. I'm like, oh, just walk away and like go for a walk, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go do something else. And then you'll be surprised. Like it will, it will come to you. So like it's percolating in there. Right. And, and, yeah, it will yeah. Come. and yeah. And I think like Anthony, your, your advice, I think is, is so relevant for now, but I think you're saying it's also important whenever, like when we're back face to face, right. That you, if you have five midterms in a week, you still schedule in the time and push yourself to to walk away from your study yes. and go do something yeah. else yeah and that that will be that that i mean i think we can recognize there are times when yes we're completely out of balance um and sometimes that's really like necessary but i think trying um your very best to 
for your own health and well-being to like, as you say, to schedule in those breaks, right? That you're not yeah. sitting in front of your books studying for 10 hours, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't think, I mean, maybe some people can, but I feel like it's very difficult to stay productive for 10 hours straight. Like your, your brain needs a break. <laughs> yeah, your brain needs a break. And uh, I think it's also, as, as you've been saying, like it's about trying to establish not just like the habits of trying to figure out how to be a university student mm -hmm. um, and to be productive and um, happy and healthy. That yeah. That's very much trial and error, but it's also about like lifelong um, sort of habits, right? Like, you know, yeah. as faculty members now, you know, working through this pandemic, we are also trying to uh, hone those skills, right? And those habits and like reminding ourselves, yes, like, you know, you know, you need to take a break. And this stuff goes back to like being a student ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, I have found that my work habits and everything else, I have to remind myself of what's good for me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, still working on establishing healthy routines and things like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, um, well, it's been such a pleasure uh, talking with you today, Anthony, and uh, I just really appreciate your uh, sharing of your own experience, uh, both as a student, but but really what you've been working with um, this past year, and I know that it'll be really um, helpful and supportive to, to students. So thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> this is great uh, coming on and, and having a chat. <laughs> All right, take care. Yeah, see ya. In next week's episode of Waving, Not Drowning, I talk with Brittany Halverson-Duncan, an assistant teaching professor in the Department of Mathematics and Statistics here at UVic. In our conversation, Brittany shares with me her experience of being a student who was really living with financial stress. She talks about how she was sometimes working multiple jobs while studying, and how she dealt with what is such um, a very real challenge for so many students, which is trying to pay for one's education um, and needing to work in order to do so. Brittany shares how she's learned and continues to learn how to have compassion for herself and now how she has compassion for her students and really tries to remind them that they don't have to do all the things, that there is nothing more important than their health and well-being, and that um, sometimes that means stepping back from your studies in order to put your own uh, needs first. I really hope that you'll join me next week for this powerful conversation. You can stream Waving Not Drowning on Anchor FM, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please follow us on Instagram at Uvic Bounce, where you can send us your comments, your thoughts, your ideas. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next time, be well. It's all